Hello and welcome to the Disconnected Gamers Podcast, where we reconnect with life and gaming. And I'd like to take this moment to to remind you that we are reconnecting with life and gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew, also known as J Bond. With me, as always, mostly. And you're not going to remind them about the one time, because it was only one time. Yeah, I quietly whispered mostly into but, the mic. <clears throat> Mike. Uh, so, it is episode 67, and it is Tuesday, May 3rd. We um, basically took a week off because I was at PAX, and then Oops. Mike was at... Uh, Animatic. So, Anime convention. Nice. And so, if you're wondering why I did the intro a little bit different, um, so as some of you know, I've been trying to get a job at the Apple Store, and so I was sitting there on an iPad and thought to myself, "Oh, hey, I'll go like look up my own podcast on the i you know on the iPads," um, and I think what I'm in, and even though it's kind of cheating, I may review myself on it next time, just because, because. I went and I looked at the reviews, and there's one review from the beginning of the year. It's like literally January like first or something, and they <laughs> they just mashed buttons on like the title of the review, and then it's just he talks about. I thought this was a gaming podcast. He talks about YouTube for twenty plus minutes. We already know how to do that, and so clearly that person is not uh, able to hear. Because, you know, when I introduce the show, I say where we reconnect with life and gaming. Yeah. It's a, two, it's a, it's a two-part system. So sometimes yes. we start by talking about life, and mm-hmm. sometimes we start talking about gaming. And here's the thing. YouTube is a part of gaming. Whether I'm watching YouTube videos, making YouTube videos, that is included in the umbrella of gaming. Because exactly. there's, because there's gaming videos on YouTube. In fact, mm-hmm. the videos that I post on YouTube happen to be videos of Boom. video games. It's weird. I know that's a very very difficult thing for some people to understand. <laughs> now this concept and and like the thing is is that the person who put that comment there, I probably doesn't even listen anymore. So they're not even going to hear this. And people might be wondering, so why bother doing it? And it's because my dear podcast listener friends, it's because I'm encouraging you to write a review yes. on, on, on iTunes so that there isn't the one review of that guy mm-hmm. or girl. It could be a girl. I don't want to. I don't want to judge. To be fair, though, we kept saying we wanted reviews, and we got one. That is true. That is true. I mean, but I don't want I mean, a one star review. I, no, exactly. Can, can we at least get two? I think we're worth two stars. Be uh, nice. <laughs> so, be fair. Yeah, there, bro. <coughs> I have, I'm still uh, I'm still recovering from Pax Pox, which is you get sick. Yeah. Although it's weird, a lot of people now are tweeting that they're starting to get sick, and it's like, was it like super delayed, or some people were at EGLX, right. some people were at Calgary Expo. Um, so I'm wondering if if it's like the two consecutive cons are like what's happening, or if it's just like delayed Pax Pox. Because it sounds like everyone's getting the same thing I have. Um, that I'm at least, but I'm I'm at least working through. I was outside in the yard doing some yard work, uh, just a little bit, 
just to rake i raked up a little bit so that i could play a little bit yeah just because i'm like you know what i can go back out to, i i can i can breathe without like going into a coughing fit if i'm like moving around so i was like let me go let me go outside let me breathe some some fresh air and uh, mm. see how that feels and aside from the fact that it's basically going to be raining all week ah uh i'm gonna do little bits of yard work so that at least something's getting done because i ate a whole i ate the whole last week i didn't do anything because i was so sick i was like i'm not even moving um, <laughs> and it wasn't worth it like and i'm still congested so like i didn't uh, want to record youtube videos because i'm like i don't want to record yeah. youtube videos when i'm like when you can tell i'm congested because right. it just seems like even now it's like i i know my voice probably sounds a little different because sounds i different. know that i'm sick yeah and it's like you know i can only take so many pseudofeds and mm-hmm. you know go through i can i can only go through like so many bags of cough drops before i'm like okay you know i can do this yeah but uh so i figured since <coughs> we've got we've got a little bit of ground to cover um i'll talk about pax east and just run, yeah. give you give you the rundown of what i saw and so i just Basically, the easiest way I figured I would do this is to just bust out my schedule that I had made, which I encourage anyone to do if you're planning on going to PAX um, at all. Is to make it, kind is, of itinerary well, schedule. Yeah, like I just made a Google spreadsheet and just put in the times and the days, Ooh. and then I just have like colored blocks for where I was going to be. And I put the booth number and the time so that I right. like had an idea of if I had a map where I needed to be. Um, good idea and at least that way with because it's google docs if i if i was gonna try and meet somebody i can share them my schedule and be like right. this, is hey, where, I'm here. this is where i'm gonna be you know if you can't if you need to find me like this is where i will be you know because i'm right you know the phone service sucks though oh yeah at pax this year i don't know what they did but the cell service within the actual expo hall was actually much better. It was much wow. more consistent than it was in previous years. So, and I honestly, I spent like no time in the AAA section at all. I very like I rarely walked through that that entire section at all. Like I didn't like I I didn't even know exactly where the Twitch booth is because I'm like I met up with uh, baby powder there and i'm like i don't know where it is and he's like oh it's r- like literally right at the front entrance when you walk in and i was like oh huh. turns out it is uh, and i never even never even noticed it but so anyways let's well, i'll run down the list um first up i saw screens and screens is a four-way hdmi splitter for your tv but it's not a splitter like um you know, it, it changes your inputs at the, for, like, what's on your TV. It puts all four of those inputs on one screen. So if you want to have your Xbox and your PS4 and your TV cable box and your laptop all on the same TV screen at the same time, oh, you can do it. And and what's like what's cool about it is in that example, right? So you'd have your Xbox up on the screen, you'd have like mm-hmm. your laptop connected to it or your PC connected to it. And then what you would do is you would connect the screens to your capture device and it's composited all of your inputs. You could plug in a webcam to it. 
the mm-hmm. USB, and it literally, and then there's an iPhone app, or I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's an app on, on Android too, but um, when they were showing me how it all works, there's an iPhone app. You can adjust the sizing, the spacing, the opacity. You can put a green screen on the camera. Um, so you can mm-hmm. lit- So you can basically literally set up your whole stream layout on the device, and then that's your composite, which you just send that screens into your capture card, and then boom, you stream. Dang, that's crazy. So, yeah, so basically it takes the entirety of like all the processing for compositing off of your processor and all you have to do is just stream. Hmm. Because it's coming because all of that stuff is coming in as, as one source. Right. And you get to see it on your TV at the same time. So the advantage to that is is in a situation where you might have needed two monitors, now you only need one. Okay. Because you just have it all up on the same screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like a commercial application for like restaurants and stuff, which was really cool. So they had like an ESPN thing up, which was neat. But just nice. just the concept of being like, oh man, I wouldn't need two uh, two, TVs two TVs for this thing, or like a computer and a you know whatever. And like if you do, if you if you happen to have a not so great computer, you know, True. but you have a capture card, this might be the device that removes that need the only downside to that is that i believe they said that it's like six or seven hundred dollars which means that if it was if the situation was dependent on your computer not being powerful enough i feel like for six or seven hundred dollars you could replace the parts if you had you know if you had a cut if you have a a pc rig for six or seven hundred bucks you can most likely replace whatever is ailing your computer to get that speed boost but um you know, having one means you could have two Xboxes up on the same TV so that, you know, you can't co-op Halo 5, but when your buddy comes over with his Xbox to play, you can play mm. on the same TV. Nice. Because you'd both hook up to the screen, screens would hook up to, to the, the same TV, screen. and then you just, yeah. you know, space them out. So it looks like it's co-op, but it's really just two. Two, two yeah. Yeah. So that was that was pretty neat. And it starts That's to make you think neat. about all the different things you could do with it. And like how right. you could involve, you know, how you can mm. implement it into your streaming. But uh, I thought that was neat. It's a little cost that... prohibitive for me, but ah, you know, well, because it like is there I, no? Oh, sorry. Well, uh, well, there is there are like two different models. There's one that I believe has two HDMI's, and then there's one that has like four. Um, mm. and they I think they both have USB ports because you can plug in it like a USB camera right into it. They had a GoPro connected to it at the show to just show as a demo but um and it was like it was really really impressive how well it all worked so um but i can i could see like someone who streams wanting to just Mm -hmm. compile you know composite everything on the screens device and then just put that as their stream um you know especially if you might not have like a, a powerful enough computer but um so that was that Pretty neat stuff. Pretty neat tech. The next thing I saw was the Verzoom VR bike. And it's literally like an exercise bike with controllers mounted to it. And Mm -hmm. so when you pedal, that's moving forward or backwards in game. Mm. And then you use the seat. You lean left and right on the seat to turn. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you've got the controllers on the, you know, handlebar thing to you know, do all your controls and stuff. And so you've got your VR headset on 
and you aim or look around by just literally looking around. So that was cool. And I played like a tech demo that had like five or six games. Mm-hmm. And there was like one where you're a unicorn collecting gems. There's one where you're a race car. There's one where you're a tank, which was my favorite because that one was the coolest. Um, there was a cowboy one where you lassoed cowboys and stuff. And it was like you had to look at them. And when you looked at them, there was like a ring that spun and you just had to like time it on the correct mm-hmm. little notch of the of the ring to get a, a hit. Mm. Um, <sighs> excuse me. And it was really like it was really neat because it wasn't it didn't feel as gimmicky as I thought it would when I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. And it's not really like an exercise bike. And none of the games were exercise games right they were all real games mm-hmm. um just design it, it's just it's designed to put you in motion whereas before you weren't right because like you can't run you around right. you can't run around your whole room in vr nope. unless you have a big room dedicated but if you were on this bike in theory that changes the game a little because you True. just pedal and it's got a tension thing on it so you can make it like really really easy to pedal or if you want to actually like exercise while doing it you can just uh you know, increase the tension and then the resistance gets harder on the pedals. So like you don't have to you don't have to actually use it for exercise if you don't want to, right? Um you could just straight up use it as a regular um you know, just a, p- a pedal bike with no resistance and it wouldn't affect you at all. Right. So it's cool. It's cool because it's basically like a DDR pad for VR, you know? Right. DDR DDR is a fun game, but the the other plus is that you are exercising when you play DDR, whether you want True. to or not, right? And so this is the same kind of idea where it's it's giving you an opportunity to exercise if you want to, and obviously not mm-hmm. every single game in VR is probably going to have an application that this bike suits, but mm-hmm. it's neat. It's a really cool thing. And mm, other thing Sounds that, cool. The other thing I didn't know and they had done a lot of testing on this, is that part of the reason people get motion sickness from VR is because your body thinks you're moving, but you're not. And so it's like, I guess it's an inner ear thing where like you you get motion sickness because your brain thinks you're moving, but your ears are telling you like that you're not. And that's when you start to get nauseous and stuff. So by putting you on this seat where you're pedaling and you're physically like kind of in motion... It mm-hmm. um, removes that inner ear thing. So when I played it, I didn't even it didn't bother me at all, which yes. was which was nice because the other two times I had tried VR, um, I did mm-hmm. get a little motion sickness. I mean, I had to stop in the middle of the pollen demo at PAX Prime when I played Eve oh, Valkyrie wow. on PSVR at PlayStation Experience. I did not get as nauseous, but I was starting to feel mm-hmm. the headache coming towards the end of the demo. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that was that was cool. Um, so after that, I played Night Squad. Night Squad. <coughs> saw my saw my good friend. <coughs> oh God, I'm coughing. Saw my good friend Laurent. Was uh, fun to see him. He used to be nice. with um, uh, Prima when they did Chariot. So mm-hmm. it's very cool to see see the new project he's working on. So Night Squad is uh, up to eight players. It's single oh. sc- single screen, kind of like uh, you remember Gauntlet, 
How it's like yeah, not, and not Gauntlet on PS4, like the original NES Gauntlet. Original, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so think that perspective, and instead of like fighting ghouls, you're on a single screen experience fighting each other hmm. with up to eight of your friends, and you just need eight Xbox controllers. But, um, and so like there's like capture the Grail, so there's a Grail in the center, and you have to go get it, and if you get killed, you respawn at your base, but they have the grail and you walk slower with the grail there's last man standing which obviously you know sounds sounds self-explanatory there's um soul catcher which is like you kill a person and then you have their orb floating around you and you've got to go deliver Hmm. it back to your base if you get killed someone gets that orb and your orb for two orbs and then they get to you know two times the points when they bring it back to base i think there's like 10 or 12 mini games that are all based on that but it's all battle royale but it was i mean it's super fun i was i was fucking screaming at one of the kids in the booth though <laughs> it's, <laughs> this ca- is I was couch like, player. it's yeah it's couch and online oh yes yeah i know right online when the, the second yes. when anyone says it's online i'm like thank you jesus you um yeah it's a black i mean it's it's really fun it's already out it's on steam now oh. so um like you can go pick it up if you want, but it's uh, it's I and I think it's coming to Xbox. Um, I think it's PC and Xbox, but because ah. I would get it for Xbox, I don't know that I would get it for PC just because I don't play PC enough. Um, mm. but uh, I mean it's it was it was a blast. But yeah, there was like this one kid who was like really fucking good, and I was like, God damn it, <laughs> stop killing me. Um. <laughs> So it was. I did manage to win like one match. That works. Still won. Yeah. Win's a win. And um, so yeah, Night Squad, dope, fun. Um, and then next up was Graceful Explosion Machine, which is hmm. Vertex Pop's new game. So you remember Re- We Are Doomed? Yes. Okay, that's the Graceful Explosion Machine is their new game. Is Mo's new game. So I got to check that out. It's all it's very very similar to We Are Doomed, but instead mm-hmm. of where like We Are Doomed was the single screen experience where you never yep. left that plane, it's um kind of like Gradius and Defender. Be Gradi- <sighs> Gradius in the sense that it's like a side scrolling shooter where you've got mm-hmm. enemies coming from left and right, but it's Defender in the sense that that you can travel left, but you're just wrapping around the screen. Like you can you can infinitely move left or right, left but, or right, but yeah. up on the top you see the little bar of like you traveling over the same like it's probably like three or four you know screens wide, mm-hmm. um, and it just you're just shifting where you are in the map, but you're just repeating the same small you know smallish area and fighting the different enemies as they appear and and spawn in and stuff until you complete the level, right. But it was like same same color scheme, same same aesthetic, uh, visually the music. It's it's really really fun. I'm really excited. What I don't understand though is he was like, yeah, he's like, we're still working on it. Like it's you know it's it's gonna be a, l- a little bit. And I'm just like, I'm playing the game and I'm like, it looks like it's pretty much done to me, you know? Right. Like for so my... maybe it's more polish. Yeah. So like I like and this is exactly why I don't make games because in my head I'm like, yeah, I I'll play this. This is fine. I can play this game. Mm-hmm. You, you can give this to me now. Uh, <laughs> take my money. Uh, so that was, and it's you know it's it was fun to see Mo too, because um, obviously we saw him at uh, Pexies last year, and 
I, I like that was when I felt like a boss because I had gotten the high score on We Are Doomed. And then I <laughs> tweeted with a selfie and was like, yo, try and beat my high score at We Are Doomed. And like, I think I was like going to give them a penny or something. And before mm-hmm. I had finished sending the tweet, a kid absolutely fucking demolished my score. Like he had like three uh... times the amount of points I had like while I was sending the tweet. And I was just like, well, delete that tweet. <laughs> So I was just like, go try and beat this kid's high score. Uh, yeah. So that was shut that. Damn. <laughs> and I apologize that I'm coughing into the mic. I'm trying to like cover it, but <clears throat> it's not. It's up scale. It's not going, not going too well. Uh, next up was Ar Ar Arion Ar Ar. I just, I'm terrible with names, but it was like Arion Legacy of Cody Oron. And mm. it may be the first video game out of um, Africa. Maybe the first in maybe the first video game studio in Africa, um, which was really neat. That's why I wanted to go see it. So it's an RPG. It's very um, very well done. The animations, the combat animations, it's very fluid, very smooth. I was really like more impressed by the technical aspects. Um, the story doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, you're like brother and sister, and your sister's not like a playable character. You like summon her for like special mm. attacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you're trying to save. Um, now I'm gonna have to like go look it up. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, they were they're from Cameroon. Is where they're from. Um, uh, Inspired by the old school Tales of series, 2D real-time combat sequences, while the narration and its environment both both draw deeply from African culture. But um, yeah, they okay. So they he's he's a prince who's uh, his brother-in-law gets them exiled and now he's got to go back and get allies and then retrieve his his throne so but it was cool i i i was impressed and it was it was just neat it was neat talking with the developer too because you know you've you've got these you've got this group of guys who you know there's i think there's 20 people on the team none of them have any like formal training outside of cameroon right like they've never traveled they've never learned anything outside of that educationally wise i'm sure they've learned other things but so like mm-hmm. they don't it's not like they went to america or like europe and got training in making video games they've learned everything where they are you know and like mm-hmm. the in the universities there and uh you know they're dealing with like rolling power outages or like really bad internet access and so it's like sometimes they just can't work because they, they they just don't have any access to like the technology and stuff so that was it's like it's it's really cool to see that they've managed to you know they wanted to make a game and then they were like let's figure it out and let's do it and now they got this game so next up in the list I saw Steel Series I went down to their booth checked out the new headsets and keyboard that they have and as Oops. much as I enjoy my um my Razer Chroma keyboard. Mm-hmm. The one thing about 
the Steel Series, the it's the Apex M five hundred that I saw, is that um it was it felt as clicky mechanically wise, but it was quieter. And like the one thing I don't like about the chroma is that the keys are really punchy and loud. Like I like the, I love mm-hmm. that they have a click, but they're like really loud. So whenever I feel like I'm typing late at night, uh, I feel like yeah. everyone in the house can just hear like click 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 click. And the Apex I did not I did not and I and part of me is is wondering like I was in a busy fucking convention hall, but I could like, you know, I mean I'm close enough to the keyboard that like I didn't really hear the clicking. So that was that was that. Um and then they had the Siberia three fifty headset, which was really, really, really lightweight and impressively nice. It like it just felt comfortable. You could wear it with a hat, which obviously for me is a big deal. Oh nice. Because um, they were like, yeah, it's like it really stretches and it like co- and you know fits to your head. And I was like, wait a minute. And I threw it on while I was wearing a hat. And he was like, yeah, trust me. He's like, we made sure that it fits around a hat. Um, because they were like also hats, but... <laughs> you know the other thing was they were like, it also needs to stretch to fit around like a VR headset too. So that's part of the. You know, that's, uh, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of headsets probably now being released. Well, that have like slightly stretchier headbands and stuff because now you might be wearing them over a, a VR headset. Over, yeah. So, so yeah, that was cool. It was cool to go check out some, some products. I I like I like getting to check out the tech products in in addition to the games. It's really nice. So, because um, I didn't get to really do a whole lot of that in previous packs. Next right. up was Tumblestone. Tumblestone is like upside down Tetris, and so you've hmm. got three different colored like blocks. Tetris, kind of like everything comes from the top down, but there's like mm-hmm. a story about it. Um, I was playing as the hmm. Sausage King of Chicago, uh, which is a Ferris Bueller's Day Off reference. Reference, and uh, yeah, everything kind of had like a food, like a food thing to it, which was neat. In a way that like isn't offen- like isn't like overt. You like no, you kinda yeah. like pick it up, it blends in nicely with the environment. But uh and so yeah, so you'll like you'll have like yellow, red and blue blocks or yellow, red, blue and green, whatever. And it's like mm-hmm. so you have to match three. So you gotta get three blue blocks, but you can only hit the blocks that are visible to you. Much like in the way of Tetris, like you've gotta get the blocks lined up together. Right. Um so <laughs> you gotta get like three blues, then three yellows, three reds. Then there are some modes where you play a level and it's like you can get three in a row, but you can't do the same color twice. So you can't do three blues, three blues, and then reds. You gotta go three blues, three reds, three blues. Ah. There was one where you had to do three colors in a row. So you had to do red, blue, yellow to to get three, and then... There was one map where I did it, and it was like you have to do three puzzles in a row without messing up once. And if you mess up, it resets <laughs> the three from the beginning, oh. and it changes the pattern. So it's not even like you could just memorize it and just crush it. Oh. So that was a single player. It also had a multiplayer, both local and online. Thank you, where you play against other people to see who can do the puzzles faster. So I played that with some kids yeah. at the booth. Holy crap, some of these kids are fast. Like, damn. 
I'm fucking struggling with like the first row of it, and this kid's fucking smoking it, and I'm like, what? Damn. Like, damn kids in your music. I swear it's all that hip hop and the bopping and the bebop, doobop, whatever. Because like I'm like right. I like and it was like the three kids that were like probably, I would probably say like maybe between like sixteen and eighteen. Mm-hmm. And they were absolutely demolishing these puzzles, and I was like, I don't get it. I got like there was like one time where I beat them, and it was like I beat them by a landslide, and I just figured out the pattern faster. But like the they were like they saw these patterns, and they were like, boom, I got this. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> My brain is not that fast. Mm-hmm. So, Oop. but Tumblestone's a really cool game. I was excited to see it, and it's got like a million levels. Like it legitimately had like in the story mode, there was like 400 levels. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like, so there's a lot of puzzles. Um, yeah, so. going to be uh, covered Yeah, for a little while. So that was that. Was that. Um, next up, I saw ADHD, which is uh, a dual-hand disaster tracker. And so the, I don't know if you saw my post on, on the website, but uh, it's up there for those of you who want to see it, thedgcast.com. But, uh, so it's two games in the same screen. Mm-hmm. And so what you've got is on the left-hand side of the screen, you've got a shmup top-down where your character, your little ship can just spin. It's at the bo- Your ship is at the bottom, and it can go left and right and shoot up. And there's ships coming from the top down. Every ship you don't kill that passes through the bottom of the screen ends up in the environment on the right side of the screen where you are piloting another ship that is collecting materials. So not only so you're playing two games with boat with one <laughs> controller. So your left stick and your L2 controls the left ship and its firing ability, whereas your right stick and R2 control or I think I don't know if you can fire on that ship. I think you just have to like go and you hover over items and stuff and then you pick them up. So the in like there's enemies that attack you on the right-hand side anyways, but you can make it easier for yourself if you can take out all the ships on the left-hand side. It's really trippy. It's hard to explain. You'd have to just watch the video. So I encourage Ooh. anyone who's a, who's a fan of like shmups and 8-bit kind of shooters uh, to go check it out because it's really cool. And it might be coming to Vita. Right. Um, or it is coming to Vita. He's just, you know, he's mm-hmm. got to work on some stuff because uh, – which, which was a fun discussion to have with JC about this. He thinks – the Vita is not powerful enough. And I was I thought that was strange because I thought the PS Vita was basically like a PS3. Mm-hmm. I mean it's not cell processing, obviously, but I was no, under no. The, I was under the impression that the PS Vita actually had some power under it. And he said it does, but in terms of like this that game, it, he's like it can't mm-hmm. do it the same way. He's like, So I may have to change some things around, figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um but he's gonna he is gonna bring it to the Vita. Um, but it was I mean it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. And like the only way to actually get points is to extract out. Like so you can extract right. once you've uh, once you hit like a certain point. But if you don't have enough parts when you extract, you get zero points. Oh, and wow. if you die, you get nothing. So so like it'll tell you extraction ready. And I fucking was like boom we're out. And I extracted, but I had no parts. So he was like you just got nothing for that. And I was like, what? And he was like, you have to collect the parts on the other side. He's like, but the other thing is, is you can use those parts to help build up your ship on the left-hand side. So it's like you can, 
you know, mm-hmm. upgrade that ship or like fix its health, but then you got to go get more parts because you don't have anything to extract for points. Don't have anything. Yeah. So you, it's not it's not like one if one ship dies you can still extract both ships have to survive. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. It's like super brain trippy because you're trying to play two games at the same time and look at two screens same time, on yeah. the same screen. Uh, and it has Twitch interaction, wow. which is really cool. So like people can like invert your controls, it's... but invert them so that ah. they're, invert them so that the controls are inverted, or invert them so that the left stick controls the right side of the screen and the right stick controls the left side of the screen. Spawn in more enemies and stuff. Like it's nuts, right? So that was that was uh, that was that. That was day one. Oh snaps! Yeah, saw a lot of stuff. Um, day two, I had my panel. That was in the morning. It went really well. I had a good time. We had some people turn up. Had more than two, which was awesome. Um, probably <laughs> we probably had like fifty, sixty people. Um, so it was actually really cool. Nice. I was impressed. I always I always get really nervous because I'm just like, ah, oh, nobody gives a shit, you know? Um, right. You know, like, who cares about who cares about little old me? And, um, but, I mean, I like to beat myself up, so. Uh, you know, it was really cool to see people, you know, coming out to the panel. And then a ton of people volunteered to, like, tell stories because we were telling stories about, like, positive things that happened to us. And uh, mm. so it was, I mean, it went really well. So I... Definitely have ideas for another panel to do at PAX Prime. Uh, obviously, that's in the future. You got to figure that out. Logistics, um, but it is what it is. Uh, Windscape was the next game that I played, and that is like uh, first-person Zelda meets Minecraft with a polygonal with a polygonal slash Wind Waker kind of aesthetic. Is actually mm-hmm. it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I'm um it's gonna be Steam early access at some point in the near future and I'm definitely picking it. Ah, uh, no console. Oh no, it'll be console too, it's just going to Steam first. Oh. Oh gotcha, okay. Yeah. Like it'll it'll oh, be awesome. Ahead, it'll be awesome on console, but I'm probably just gonna grab it on Steam first just because it, it's really Steam, fun and yeah. I wanna check it out. Um <coughs> excuse me. Next up was Thumper, and that was one I played on PSVR. And man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that guy, but being media and making appointments, mm-hmm. oh, it's the best! It's the best. Cause <laughs> I walk up to the booth and there's a million people waiting to play, and I'm like, oh fuck me, I totally should have showed up like more than two minutes earlier. And I was just like, oh, this is gonna suck. Cause generally I don't like to just like show and be like, hi, I have an appointment, like, you know, yeah, put me in front of everybody. I don't like doing that. I always. And I get that, like, you, that's kind of, like, why you schedule appointments, but, um, because, like, in two different occasions, like, somebody was already playing on one of the machines, and the guy was like, I don't want to bump this kid off. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, we'll let him play, and we'll talk, and then I'll play when he, you know, hopefully pops out, and, uh, so... I go over to the Thumper booth and I'm just like, oh crap. And then I see the guy and I was like, hey, I, I'm your 1.30 or whatever, or 1 o'clock maybe. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly what time it was. Uh, and he's like, all right, hang on one second. And so he like goes to like a little notebook and he's like, are you Andrew? And I was like, that's me. And he's like, all right, come on in. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I look behind and there was another station set up with a PSVR that they must have set up specifically for demos. Because they weren't letting anybody use it. So I was like, oh, man, I don't even have to wait. 
and I also don't have to feel bad for like <laughs> kicking someone off the station or making Boys. someone wait while I try it out, you know. Um, so I got to play that for like twenty minutes. Man, it's fun. It's like it's like amplitude, but not. Um, it, like it's like amplitude, but it's more like bullet hell kind of because it's like so everything's so fast and there's like just like random combos of like buttons you gotta hit and in VR it's really cool because you like your path goes forward sim on like a little track similar to the way that amplitude works but um like in VR when you like look up you can see all the way up so you know where like the path is gonna bring you and like if you need to like get ready mm -hmm. to like make bank turns and stuff and what I didn't realize at the time playing it is that you're a beetle. You're like a space beetle. I thought you were just like a little orb thing, but you're actually a beetle. So like if you like I was watching the videos and like you can see when you like hit like banks and stuff and hit certain notes, like you can see like the wings and the legs kind of pop out. Mm -hmm. It's kind of wild. It's kind of nuts. Um, so again, thought that was wild. I was like, I did, aside from Faded, which I'll talk about in like two seconds um this and 100 foot robot golf are definitely reasons i would get a vr headset like i'll most likely get psvr i'll most likely get a psvr for these games because thumper's really cool faded's really cool and 100 foot robot golf just looks like stupid fun so so after thumper I went and saw the uh, It's Still Really Rad Being a Girl in the Gaming Industry panel because my lovely friend Tatiana was on that panel, and uh, we've been friends for a while now. And because of that, I met my boy Tony. Shout out to Tony at Rummy Death. Yeah. Because um, we've been friends on Twitter because of Tatiana, and I finally got to meet him, and so that was cool. And then... Um, I also met, I mean, I've met her before, but, um, this other girl, Angie, who like we kind of sort of met at PAX last year and then kind of sort of bumped into each other again when I flew to San Francisco because she works at Virgin Airlines and it's like, whatever. And so like, I thought it was her, but I didn't say anything. So then like I went through and then like I asked her about it later and was like, fuck, it was her. Um, uh. <laughs> it's like and then I, and then that same thing happened at PAX. I was walking with two of my my buddies that I had met from Canada um uh, like 3 years ago now I think at this point. And um and I was like, "Oh, I think that's my friend hanging out in the hotel bar." So like I didn't go over and say hi. I just kept going. And I pulled out my phone and was like, "Hey, you're not like chilling in the the hotel lobby like playing board games or something right now." And it was just like all I got back was like dot dot dot. Yes question mark and i was like oh i was like i just walked by and thought it was you but i didn't want to say hi so <laughs> we, w we went got something to eat and came back and she happened to still be there so i was like all right i'm gonna go say hi and so then i went and said hi and that was when that was when i happened to see mikey newman who is the chief what does he call himself um the chief something of chief creative champion at gearbox now you might know him as the voice of scooter catch a ride but he also wrote borderlands nice. so i was like when i saw him i was like holy crap because like I, i've tweeted at him he's tweeted back at me which is cool 
because he's an awesome oh. dude. And I freaked out. I was like, oh, my God, that's Mikey Newman. I have to say hi. I can't not say hi. So I straight up just, like, walked <laughs> up and was like, I'm super sorry to interrupt you. This is rude of me. You're drinking beers with your friend. And I was like, but you're awesome. And I had to come say hi and say thank you because I love Borderlands, mm-hmm. right? I love I loved Borderlands 1 and 2. They were awesome. Pre-sequel, not so much. Right. But and not realizing that that they had announced Borderlands 3 was in like post production didn't realize mm-hmm. that at all so like man it totally like had i realized that had i known that i probably would have like hugged him and never let him go but um and then he was like what about my friend here who's like another gearbox guy and i was like i but i don't know who he is <laughs> i don't know what he, i don't know what he did uh so that was that was cool. Um, I then met with Jake at PDP, um, and we nice. talked about harmonic because they're. Um, I didn't see this. This was something I didn't realize. I knew they had been they were partnered with Harmonics for all the rock band stuff. I didn't realize they are co-publishing the game that. with them. I did not know. Really? That. Yeah, did not know that. So. Um, hmm. Uh. Yeah. So I had I thought it was just that they were no that they were. Um, Excuse me. Uh, that they um, like had switched out for Mad Cats because Mad Cats used to make all the rock band mm-hmm. stuff. I thought PDP was just the new, you know, the new partner. I didn't realize they were partnered in co-publishing the game, which is awesome. So in addition to that, they have Sweet. you know all the rock band stuff. They've got backwards com- or not backwards compatibility, but, but there's like a, the Ion adapter for like the other rock band drum kits that they're making. Yep. And um, mm-hmm. so that's a thing. We're talking about PlayStation stuff, talking about Xbox stuff, all the different headsets they have. I did not realize they are like the number two headset seller. Like okay. they sell like the parent they sell a ton of headsets. Because um, they and the and the thing is is when you like when you go to PDP and you look one a lot of people don't realize that's Pelican. They used to make like they've been making accessories forever since like I was a kid. So you know right. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize, you know, how many different head – like, they have, like, a good amount of headsets, right? They've got a – you know, for each – for PS4 and Xbox, right? They've got a basic, like, chat one, mm-hmm. which is, like, the single ear with the mic. They've got then, like – they've got the level 3, the level 5, and the level 9. And the 9 is – and the 9 is wireless, which is cool because um, – they have a wireless for PS4 and a wireless for Xbox where you just plug in like a USB dongle and then you're good mm-hmm. to go like the elites basically. Um, and so I did not realize how big PDP was at the time. Um, <coughs> so that was, that was cool. And also just to kind of talk about the stuff that they're doing with harmonics. And, and then we talked a little bit about um, the like VR thing that they've got going on, which that was more just a, just talking about it but um really cool stuff like really awesome and it's really cool that they're co-publishing the game because that's just an interesting an interesting thing um to help kind of get more into the you know or not more into the industry they're in the industry but mm-hmm. it's cool um so shout out to jake uh next up was faded now faded is a vr game but it it's um it's V. I think if I remember correctly, it is VR only. So you can't play this without a VR headset. And so the way that it works is your character is mute. So the only way you can answer questions mm-hmm. in the game is by looking at the character 
and then shaking your head yes or shaking your head no. Mm. So it was pretty cool because I would like they told me that they were like your character's mute. So you can answer questions by shaking your head yes or shaking your head no. And I was like, oh, OK, I like in my head. I was like, sure. And then like I was looking at one of the characters and I was just, they were clearly waiting for me to answer. And I was like, oh, crap, that's right. And so I just kind of like shook my <laughs> head, um, which was it, like it was neat once you got into it. But so they had this really cool setup. They had this like wooden bench that you're sitting on. They had fans and a mister. And so like your your controllers were just like two reins because you were on a, a horse drawn carriage, basically. Mm -hmm. And you just like pulled the reins to like control left or right. And uh, so, like, there's a part where, like, you're walking across this little small bridge and there's a waterfall to your left. And, like, as you're riding by, like, the mister comes on and you're getting misted in the face. So it's like I'm sitting on this wooden bench. I've got reins in my hand. I've got my headset on. And I'm getting, like, wind and misted water in my face. And I was like, that's a really awesome experience. Let alone the story itself was really cool. I can't remember why I was mute. But something had happened, and, like, we were all traveling somewhere, and then this giant monster thing comes out of nowhere and just wrecked everyone's shit. And, you know, we did okay because a thing saved us. And I assume you figure out who the thing is, and the thing helps you along the way. But it was it was, it was was really cool. Obviously, I'm not going to have the, like, wooden bench, reins, Mr. Fan combo for my VR experience. But it was it was cool either way. Um, really cool way to to kind of fully immerse people in VR and at least give them that experience that I think might be really necessary to kind of swing somebody on VR. But like playing that, I want to play that game. But I need a VR headset, so I have to mm -hmm. get it. Um, it it will be an, it's on Oculus, it's on you know Vive and or, I I always said mm -hmm. Vive, but everyone else says Vive, so. I don't want to like. I don't want people to get mad at me, um, so mm -hmm. I say Vive now. But uh, so I'm gonna. I I will pick that up if I get a VR headset, PSVR, which I want to get one now. Like I really want to get one now. I still probably won't be able to get mm -hmm. it at launch, just because I can't. No. You know, unless I mean, you know, unless I end up with a job and and have some extra money. But um, right. I definitely am excited about it. More excited than I was before, you know? So that was um, that was, that was was day two. Uh, spent Saturday night hanging out with some of the Media Molecule people. You there? Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're there. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so Danny from Dream Bubble, uh, HyperDude on Twitter, HyperDude53. I don't know. I'll just annotate it in the links. Um <laughs> He <laughs> he had set up this thing with Media Molecule and then Spaff from Double Fine, who used to be a mole uh, Media Molecule. And so, um, you know, we just had like a little – it was a little nice get-together at one of the hotel bars. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, food, drinks, play Cards Against Humanity, talk to a bunch of people about like what we thought about Dreams or just Media Molecule in general or other video games. And it was really fun. It was really nice. Really nice, chill, chill evening to like hang out and – and just talk with people. Also, it made me not, like, super... Like, I'm still just not super into dreams. And it's more because I wasn't into Little Big Planet. But hearing about it from all these people who were from the Little Big Planet community, 
and mm-hmm. you know they like a bunch of them knew who Avery was and Hug and Cody and they were like you know Cody and you know Hug and I was like yeah yeah we're like we're like good friends we always hang out and talk and we got like I'm like yeah and Avery I was like I draw him in I don't know if you and they were like oh yeah I know no I totally know him he made all these levels blah blah and it was kind of funny because they were almost like <laughs> it was like celebrity status for them and then they were like oh my right. god you know them and I'm like yeah. <laughs> And they're like, but you don't do Little Big Planet. And I was like, I know, it's weird, right? Some of them need Josh. <laughs> it's a weird concept. Because I was like, I'm like, you guys know like the like Little Big Planet carding. It was a game jam and things like that. And I was like, I was like super creators. I was like, um, I was like, yeah, they're my friends. Like we always play games. We hang out and stuff. But so that was that was kind of like a fun thing. Um, like for the for like only because like it was really exciting for them because like there was another person that they knew in the community and when I was telling them how Avery is like absolutely nuts so about dreams they were like that's awesome because they're really excited about it so they have another person to be really excited with um <coughs> excuse me <coughs> Sunday of PAX super chill Sunday was super chill I went and saw my buddy's panel. My buddy Zoop, um, I'll have to, I'll annotate, I'll put his Twitter in because off the top of my head I don't know what it is. I think it's like Zoop Gaming, but he does a lot of World of Warship stuff, um, but he had a panel that was fun, and then I went and saw um, Triple Rex panel with uh, Trey mm-hmm. from Designed by Humans, and then Hazard, who's the, um, his name's Matt, but he works at Loot Crate, plus he's a, he's a streamer, uh, Gassy Mexican was there. And then uh, Dave Oshry, who used to be at Gunners, but now has his own video game studio called New Blood, or New Blood mm-hmm. Interactive. Um, that was a good panel because it was like a lot about how to like kind of get in streaming, stay in streaming, be consistent, and you know, mm-hmm. kind of like just making making smart decisions uh, as like a streamer because you're putting yourself out there and you don't want to. Um, you know, do the wrong thing, make friends with everybody, but at the same time, don't be fake. Um, cause he's right. like, cause he's like people, you know, gassy Mexican was just like, people will know, trust me. They can, they can tell when you're being like fake and when you're not being sincere. So, and then, uh, and I hate to be the guy who picks on people, but I am an asshole. Right. But like some of the people were coming up and asking questions about like streaming and like, it is one of those things where I kind of sit there and I'm like, there's no way this isn't common sense. Like, because like one kid was like, you know, my internet's really bad, and it was, and so you know, Gas Mexican's like, was it bad because it's like low speeds, or is it bad because like there's connection issues like with your your ISP, and and the kid was like, well, both, and he's like, well, that 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 doesn't really answer the, you know, in in his head, he was probably saying like that doesn't answer the question because you can't know which one it is, and he's like, right. He's like, call your ISP, ask them either if there's a way they can resolve why the you know connections may be dropping, or ask them when peak times are for usage and when non-peak times mm-hmm. are. He's like, because maybe you just need to change your streaming schedule and stream when nobody's using it, because then you'll have the best shot at having the most stable connection. And it's like, that seems like a pretty straightforward thing, that you would just call your internet service provider if you were constantly having issues, especially if you want to stream because it's pretty much dependent on your internet. So, um, so that was that. And then 
mm-hmm. there was like some other people asking questions about like how do I get new games and and they were like you know you can try getting copies from people like developers and stuff they were like you know and then that was when Dave Osher was like or reach out to indie devs like you know indie devs are far more willing to to help get publicity for their game even if it's like you have a small viewership or even one or two people like because if you're making videos or you're making streams or you know you're showing off their game it's like that's still publicity for them you know um and uh and what was cool was dave oshi actually specifically like like a couple people that had similar questions well i come up after the thing and i'll give you my business card and i'll give you a ton i'll give you steam codes for every game we have you know um oh wow I mean, he's got like a couple games out right now, so it was like it was cool because he's like he's trying to help these people. He's like, listen, awesome. if you need, you know, you need games, like trust me, <coughs> reach out to indie devs. Like indie devs are, you know, more apt to mm-hmm. to want that kind of help because it's better for them and it's better for you, right? It's a two way street, symbiotic. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, and there were some other other questions about like camera setups and you know being consistent, and it was like. One kid was like, I'm going to drop out of high school. And everyone on the panel was like, don't do that. Like, that's a bad idea. And he's like, yeah, but me in school. And the, and everyone's like, listen, everyone hates school. You got to get a degree. Do not like because I think he was like 17. And it's like, do not drop out of high school and not get a diploma to like pursue streaming full time. Like, just don't. It's not a good idea. Uh, right. No, no, no. You always have a fallback if. Well, but you know, just at getting a diploma, you like, you got to have a diploma. Like, I'm not saying you have to have a college oh, no, degree. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you got to get a diploma. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, after that, I went with Triple to the Uncharted booth, and we played uh, We played some Plunder, and we played against. So, I there were, there were five of us. It was me, Triple, Baby Powder. Uh, Liger and then Dubstash and Liger and Dubstash are mods and Triple's chat. So big shout out to them. There's gonna be a lot of shout outs at the end of this episode. Um, and so we were like, hey, you know, we and so we saw Vanith, we saw Rod, and we saw Trevor, who are devs at Naughty Dog. And Vanith, I met at PlayStation Experience. So when we were all like talking, and Vanith turned and was like, wait, you know Triple? Because he was like, I remember you. You were a P-. and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's humble brag. Um, me and Triple are friends. Humble brag. Uh, and so, so he's like, all right, cool. Let's get it. Like, we'll get a game and we'll put you in next, but it's four V four. So one of you is going to have to join our team. And I was like me. And they were all like, Oh, come on. You're selling us out. And I was like, yo, I'm playing with the devs. Motherfuckers built the game. They're going to beat you. And of course we won no contest. Then we took a picture of all of us in front of the uncharted thing, put it on Twitter. It was really cool. Uh, but it was just funny because like so then like there was like a little twitter back and forth with me and triple because i was like hashtag devs win and triple was like andrew you're not a dev and i was like hashtag doesn't matter <laughs> like better to be carried because <laughs> yeah. he was like you got carried and i was like better to be carried than dragged through the mud <laughs> bitch um <laughs> so that was that plunder <laughs> really cool uh uncharted 4 obviously big fan no no words needed next up right. i saw um randall again and then i saw kim the avenger cow which is the new game from we the four studios mm-hmm. now if i i've mentioned them before these are the guys from mexico making a game and so um they've got a slightly bigger team now 
and uh, Randall looks really good. They've added some more effects to it. Uh, you know, they've they've uh, you know fine tuned and polished some of the stuff, and so. Uh, and then Kim, the Avenger cow, is like a nice little platformer where you're a you're a cow that has acid milk, and you've got to save all the chickens before you can like escape oh. escape the clutches of the evil farmers. It's really cool, really fun. Uh, and then the last thing I saw was um, oh, it's gonna kill me because the name is like really confusing. It's like Vikings Expe- Vikings and Expedition. Um, Expedition Vikings. That's what it is. So. And so um, it's made by a team that is from Copenhagen. So it's really cool. And Ooh. so you um, – it's turn-based RPG. So think like uh, like you – I'm trying to think of like what it's like that I can kind of ex- give you an example of. It's kind of like XCOM. In the sense that, like, when but when you get into battle scenes, it lays out a grid, and you can only move so many spaces and attack so many times before you're oh, okay. Over I know. Okay. But yeah. when you're not in the battle situations, you click to move around, and you can look at stuff and interact with yep. people and interact with things. So it's really, really, really cool. Um, and like the way, and it it plays out very, you know, systematically. So like, you know, you've got <laughs> like a status you know, meter and like a reputation meter. And so it's like, mm-hmm. if you lose arguments or you're not persuasive or, you know, this stat isn't high enough, like you won't be able to do certain things or you'll end up always, you know, in like the way like fallout is. And it's like, try and persuade this person. And it was like persuasion attempt failed. Uh, so it was, it was really cool because the way we played the game, there were like seven or eight different outcomes that you could have had. And so, Mm-hmm. One of like the the whole quest was like we needed to go, <coughs> excuse me, um, we needed to go like get gold, and so we knew there was gold inside this tomb, and so like one of the ways right. was like you could go just kill everybody, go in the tomb, kill everybody, take the stuff, leave, and then, Ooh. uh, like one of the other ways was you could go to the the like person who ran the that like town nearby, ask for his permission, mm-hmm. and he'll ask for a human sacrifice. And so you can you can sacrifice one of your own people or you can fucking go and take one of the people from his village and sacrifice them and just not tell him. Oh, and, and one of those people you can sacrifice is his son and he won't realize it until, like, it's too late. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, you can... So it's really it was really, like, all the different methods of, you know, and that was just one scenario, but it was really cool. Like, I really enjoyed that game. And and I'm not like a I'm not like a a turn based RPG kind of guy with the exception of Pokemon, right? Uh, but it was yeah, it was really cool. And so just kind of like the the leveling system, the you know, it's kind of it's I want to say it's Telltale ish in the sense that like your decisions have reactions and outcomes that are unchangeable <laughs> once that happens, you know. And like you know, if, if players die in your game. Uh, they are not permanently dead, but then they can become permanently dead. Like if you fail a thing after the fact. So, um, like you have to like they can like they basically like you know it's like they faint and then you've got to like revive them in a certain time. But unlike in Pokemon where they're just fainted forever, like if you don't do it in a certain amount of time, that's it. Oh, toast. So, 
Uh, so that was really cool. <coughs> and um, that was, I think that was <laughs> pretty much everything I saw. There were a few random games that I just kind of popped in and checked out. Played uh, Red Storm Rising Vietnam. That was mm-hmm. cool. Um, and got a code for the first one. But because um, they were like, here's a code for the first one because you played the second one. And a deck of cards, which was nice. Deck of cards is one of the cooler nice. one of the cooler giveaways that I I've seen at the conventions because I'm gonna use the deck of cards, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot of pins, but but the coolest thing that I got from PAX mm-hmm. as a swag type item was the Vikings, the Expedition Vikings guys. They gave me a mead horn, like a legit mead what? horn, and they made they made these um, metal plates that had the game title on them, Expedition Vikings, and they mm-hmm. hammered them into the mead horn. So I have this mead horn with Expedition Vikings on it. And he was like, you can drink Dude. out of it. You just got to clean it. But I was like, I don't want to do that because then, like, it'll, you know, it won't be as neat. So I um, I put it up on my, my shelf with all my gaming stuff. It's pretty neat, though. I was like, that's, that's like, awesome. one of the, I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. I was like, the second coolest thing is the bullet thumb drive that I got from Hard West. Because mm-hmm. that, like, just was, like, super neat. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, man, I hope I don't get stopped at the TSA flying this fucker back home. <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah. But that was <clears throat> that was mostly that was mostly everything I think I did at PAX East. I saw a lot of friends. Um, again, so here we go. Shout-outs. Because we get a shout-out like everybody. Shout-out to Tatiana. Um, at Digital Vixen. It's weird spelling, so just look on the show notes. Shout out to Tony at Romudeth. Big fan. He does gaming writing and stuff as well as me, um, but he's cooler at it and like really does it for a living, whereas I just do it for fun. Uh, shout out to Liger313. I think it's at Liger313 underscore. Shout out to Dubstash, um, Triple's Mods. Shout out to Triple for being awesome. Shout out to Baby Powder. Finally met him. We're going to be playing some Uncharted when that game comes out. So good. Because um, he was big in Uncharted before, before uh, like back in Uncharted 3 days. Um, shout out to Jake at PDP. Um, I mean, I'm trying to, th- like, I'm racking my brain. I saw, I saw so many people. It was really cool. To meet people for like the first time. Uh, shout out to Hyper Dude. Shout out to Jenny. Shout out to Spaff. Uh, I think that's like. I think that covers it. Shout out to the guys that were on the panel with me. Shout out to Craig. Shout out to Steve. Shout out to Jason. And I think that's it. I think that's everything. I think we're good. So if you have any questions. Feel free to at me on Twitter at so after I said or at the DG cast. Um, you know, again, if you're listening and you listen regularly and you, you're doing it on iTunes, please go and write a review. You don't have to give us five stars. You don't have to, like, you know, blow smoke or anything. Just if if you enjoy the podcast, you know, from time to time, you know, go give us a thumbs up or whatever, how you do it on <laughs> iTunes. Um, you know, if you're listening on YouTube that's super awesome of you too. I've noticed that there's a there's been an increase in people listening on YouTube. You know, thumbs ups, subscribes, uh, comments on the, on the channel, um, or if you want, go to iTunes and give us a review there too. Um, you know, you don't have to. It's just I, you know, would appreciate it. It'd be awesome. It'd be nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's gonna do it for episode sixty seven of the Disconnected Gamers podcast. Uh, 
you know, feel free to check out the DGCast.com. That's where most of the write-ups of all the pack stuff, you know, individual games are going. I'm still working on a bunch of them. But uh, with that, that's going to be the end of the episode. Mike, thank you for letting me talk for pretty much the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And we will catch you on the flip.